Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we discuss three films starring fashion icon Sonam Kapoor. First up, Kapoor plays a physiotherapist to the king and introduces Bollywood fans to Fawad Khan in the process in 2014's Coop Surat. Then she stars as a con woman bride in 2015's Dolly Ki Dolly. And finally, she embodies one of India's youngest heroes, the late Pan Am flight attendant Nirja Banat in the titular Nirja from 2016. Welcome back, Matt. Uh, why are we late with this episode? We were not supposed to have any more late episodes. We almost died. We almost died. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, if you hear me coughing, or if you hear Aaron coughing, or if you hear some edits to make it look like we're not coughing, it's because we're coughing a lot and we're sick. <laughs> I know. We have been, well, I've been sick a lot lately, which has caused a lot of delays. And then I got hit with what I've been calling the death plague, the worst of all the sickness. I apparently have no immune system anymore. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you also caught said death plague. Yeah, it's not really a, it's it's a flu, it's a cold, it's everything. It's, <laughs> So it's a combo platter. I was in bed for 20 hours one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I skipped work for two days. Yeah, so we haven't been feeling our best, but here we are. And uh, unfortunately, it's that time of year when, you know, you just, sometimes your best life plans get completely ruined with sickness, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're here, and uh, we're excited to talk about Sonam Kapoor. Yeah. Matt, you have a bit of a theory on Sonam Kapoor. Yeah, I mean, I get tweets promoted by her into my TL almost like every hour or so. Yeah. It's crazy. And it seems like it's more for her um, branding and her mm. products and stuff. Mm. Like, I've I've seen that tweet of her doing the mannequin challenge probably 40, 50 times. What's the mannequin challenge? You don't know the mannequin challenge? No. Um, I don't know who started it, but it's a video challenge where... You walk through a room, and everyone is in the middle of doing something, but they've frozen like they're a mannequin. So there's a really good one where there's a dog in different situations, like there's a dog like doing dishes, or there's a dog eating dinner, and nice. the dog is frozen entirely still. Like it's amazing that a dog can pull that off. Usually it's people. Oh. And anyway, in this Sona Kapoor one, she's at this crazy beach house. I think it's in Dubai, and she's relaxing in a variety of uh, fancy clothes and just enjoying life and yeah it's it's really um and pretending to be mannequin i don't understand why this is interesting it's it's just like how still can people hold themselves for a one-take shot because you're walking through your house and you have like 15 people just being a mannequin and when it's done really white it could be pretty cool okay yeah anyway i've seen that video of her do that pop up like 40 times and it seems like she's marketing herself it's going to sound stupid, but like as a branding experience rather than an actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like she's a, you know, fashion model, which yeah. a lot of Bollywood she's people She's a lifestyle too. brand. Yeah. She's a lifestyle brand. Exactly. And yeah. it put me in mind of a, a Western actress who's done a very similar thing, and that's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Who, she does love Coldplay. Yeah. She was <laughs> in the Coldplay video. See? Yes. It's all making sense. But... Uh, um, Gwyneth Paltrow has recipes on her site Goop, which yeah. is like a sale thing too. I'm not entirely sure if Sonam Kapoor has gone to that level. I know she has products and she 
kind of endorses them a lot of the time. I don't think she's as out of touch with reality as yeah. Paltrow comes across. Yeah, Sonia Kapoor seems like someone you could potentially have a conversation to <laughs> and not a weird alien who wants you to buy vajazzling or no <laughs> vagina steam cleaning equipment. Really? I'm pretty, I, I think I read that on Vice somewhere, that that was something you can get on Goop. Oh, wow. Yeah. We will have to look into that. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't say I completely disagree with your assessment. Uh, I think what's going to come up in this episode is that I like Sonu Kapoor more as a person than as an actress. There was that roundtable she did with a bunch of women actors and yeah. talking about how it's hard in the industry and this and that. And that was very interesting. But yeah. I guess, you know, spoiler alert, apart from Nirja, that's the most interested I've ever been in, in her doing anything. What I love from her is this article she wrote for BuzzFeed India uh, that says, I didn't wake up like this. And it's about how this industry um, and the criticism that she was receiving for the way she looked uh, What caused, criticism was she getting? Well, that she, she needed to lose weight. That seems Before she ridiculous. debuted in Sawaria, she lost a ton of weight. Uh, I guess I never um, saw what she looked like before. She says that there's... She's skinny as a rail now. Yeah, she says that there is concealer on parts of her body where she never expected there to be concealer. Well, it depends what you're um, doing, I guess, right? Like, if you're doing a swimsuit modeling. Yeah, and she also points out that, you know, when you see her on the cover of a magazine... That it's someone's job to tell her what to eat every day. Yeah. And it's her job to work out every day. Yeah. And that, you know, most of us don't have that. And so when you look at this, know that she didn't wake up like this. And she says, Beyonce didn't even wake up like this. Of course. You know, it takes a lot of work. And she really, in this article, wants women to feel empowered for who they are. And wants women to be celebrated for who they are. And she... Kind of, you know, says she's sick of feeling unhappy about herself because of all the criticism she receives. And she doesn't want other women to see her and think that they have to look like her and they have to be like her. They should look like themselves and they should be themselves. She says flawlessness is a dangerous high budget myth and it's time that we shattered it. Um, She also has a great line in this that I really took away from where she says, think of how much better your day is when it starts with a compliment. Think of how easy it is to give that to someone else. Do it every chance you get. And ever since I've read that, I've really had a lot of respect for Kapoor. And I've really tried to like embrace and live those words. I think she's right. You know, mm-hmm. Everyone feels better about themselves when someone says something positive to them. And the negative things that people say oftentimes can outweigh the positive. And so do... Do your best to make other people feel good about themselves, and you'll feel good about yourself. So, you know, in that sense, Matt, you were looking dashing today. Thanks. <laughs> I don't believe you, but whatever. Does it think, oh, come on. No. Despite uh, all the coughing and the stuffed-upness and all the phlegm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're looking very sharp. I like this new top. It's a shirt. <laughs> You don't call men's shirts tops. Uh-huh. It, it doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. All right. Well, so much for complimenting you. Uh, so, yeah, I, re- I really like that article. And that really started uh, forced me to, to look at Sonam Kapoor a bit differently and think about her a bit differently. Because I think um, putting that out there, talking about your own insecurities is very bold. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot of courage. 
and I appreciate um, you know what she has to say to to other women and men who you know potentially need need that empowering and I think it's it's important that she's using her platform to, to say these things mm-hmm. you know she doesn't have to she doesn't have to contribute to BuzzFeed India and, and write this sort of thing I mean She's making tons of money. She's one of the highest paid Bollywood actresses. She mm-hmm. doesn't have to do this. But she goes out of her way to do that. And I thought that was really, really remarkable. Yeah. I mean, good on her for doing that. Um, and I noticed that in her social media, too. She's very positive. She's very goofy, but she's very positive. Mm-hmm. I could see the goofiness coming across in Coop Surat. Yeah. Yeah. She will never let her makeup artists, like, you know, she won't stay still for her makeup artists for a second. She's always applying like Snapchat filters and whatnot. Hmm. So, uh, Sona Kapoor is the daughter of Anil and Sanita Kapoor. So, she is the sister of Rhea Kapoor, who is a stylist and film producer. Rhea mm-hmm. Kapoor produced uh, Aisha, Kupsurat, and uh, the upcoming Veer D Wedding, which mm-hmm. stars Sona Kapoor and uh, Karina Kapoor Khan. That's not a sequel to Veer, is it? No. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, it's not. In fact, it's Veer with a, an E. Just another. Uh... Another generation of uh, <laughs> what they were, Pathari, Pandari, Pandari warrior men having a wedding. No, this is about four women going on a road trip. It's it sounds like the uh, female equivalent of Zindagi Namalegi Dabara. Oh well, Zindagi Namalegi Dabara was really good. <laughs> yeah. So sure. Uh, and her brother is um, Harsh Rahand Kapoor. Uh, also known as Harsh Kapoor. He's a real harsh bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he recently debuted in uh, Mirzia. And, uh, Which you saw and I never see. got a chance to see. Yeah. yeah. When is that coming out on, like, because I saw it in theaters. And when is it coming out on iTunes or Netflix or wherever? Can we, can we, get, can we get that film? Yeah. I'd really like to show it to you. You keep telling me about it. Yeah. Uh, she debuted in 2007 in Sanjay Leela Bansali's Sawaria, which we, we Rambir Kapoor. Yeah, we watched uh, Sawaria for another show, the uh, the Movie Jerks podcast, no. and it was it was lost to uh, lost to the ravages of iTunes of uh, GarageBand. Yeah, so we might talk about it someday. I I don't know why. Maybe Rambir Kapoor episode, um, something like that. But Rani Mukherjee is fantastic. Rani Mukherjee is really good in it, yeah. and I think it has a really interesting visual look. But neither right. of us were super high on the movie. No, I mean I think at some point we will we will talk about it. It's Sanjay Leela Benzali, so there is a lot to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really interesting movie. Yeah, it's very interesting movie. But I would say my expectations were really high because mm-hmm. this is one of the movie jerks' favorite Bollywood movies, and I love Sanjay Leela Benzali, and I remember feeling somewhat. Underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was nominated for um, the Filmfare Award for Best Female Debut. Um, but unfortunately, Sawaria bombed. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not... It came out opposite uh, Om Shanti Om. Yeah, that's uh, a tough competition. <laughs> and just... Which launched Topeka Patagon. And Sawaria Interesting that they both have such a focus bombed. on uh, Bollywood history in those movies. Yeah. Like, just something in the air, I guess, at the time. Yeah. Um... Her other notable films include Delhi Six, I Hate Love Stories, Aisha. I wish we could watch Aisha, Matt. I can't find it anywhere. That's the one that's Emma, right? Yes. So it's an adaptation. Uh, similar to Clueless, it's a modern adaptation of Jane Austen's Emma. Uh, I love Clueless. I love Emma. You love Emma. So I just feel like that would be a great movie uh, for us to sink our teeth into. But I can't find it anywhere. And 
it's oftentimes, anywhere legally, right? Anywhere legally, yeah. And it's yeah. oftentimes pointed as a, one of her best films. I wish we could see it. Um, Mosam Bewakufian from Ratantan Pio, which uh, we, we have done an episode on. Yeah, we talked about that in our um, Salmon Common episode, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Ranj Hana, which uh, she was nominated for Best Actress at the Filmfare Awards. Um, unfortunately, a lot of her films have flopped. She, I mean, she is one of the highest paid actresses, but a lot of the films haven't done very well, and she's been criticized for her acting quite a bit uh, until recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, she recently won the uh, Filmfare Award for Best Actress Critics uh, for Nirja, and Nirja has been a, a huge success, and I think kind of catapulted she hasn't catapulted to a new level of stardom but I think she's starting to be um, respected for her craft as an actress now mm-hmm. um, in addition to all this she was in the Coldplay video Him for the Weekend uh, which you know was heavily criticized for Chris Martin and Beyonce appropriating Indian culture mm-hmm. um, she's also a style icon and a philanthropist her causes include LGBTQ rights breast cancer child welfare and diabetes awareness uh you know, you can't you can't diss a celebrity for using the platform that they have for good. And no, I think yeah. she has a she has a trend of that. She's very outspoken. Um, an episode she did with of Coffee with Karan with Deepika Padukone is infamous um, because of some stuff they say about Ranbir Kapoor and Rishi Kapoor being very upset. Mm. Uh, yes, one of the uh, saltiest. <laughs> Episodes of Coffee with Karan out there uh, worth seeking out. She's a, she was a bit more reserved this season when she was on with uh, Karina Kapoor Khan. Although I did like how she pointed out that you know that episode of Coffee with Karan with Topeka Patacone is like the most time she's ever spent with Topeka Patacone. The two don't really know each other, huh. uh, so you know we can break this illusion of all these Bollywood starlets, you know, being friends with one another. Well, you would be so mm. busy. I mean, if you're making four movies a year and you're jetting yeah. between set and set. Unless you're actively acting with somebody, mm-hmm. which they've never been in a movie together, so right? No, yeah, like I, you wouldn't have the time, and which, especially her because she's going to fashion launches yeah. and you know all these causes and stuff. She seems like an incredibly busy person, even though in that mannequin video she seems very <laughs> you know composed and relaxed. She's also recently signed on with a Hollywood talent agency. So yeah, she might UTP, be... right? No, yes, I think it was. I don't know Hollywood talent agencies. Yeah. Um, so we might be seeing her in, you know, some American movies. Who knows? What kind of American movie would you put her in? Um, something like Clueless. I think, you know, something that's hmm. bubbly and fun or girly. And may- maybe like a Jennifer Gardner, like 13 going on 30 type. I was thinking that. based on um, her performance in Nirja, she could do... Like a lawyer or something. Oh yeah, that would be good too. I think she has a very different skill set um, for Hollywood than Priyanka Chopra or Deepika Padukone. Mm-hmm. She's kind of put some stuff in the media lately. If we don't need to put, pit these women, these Indian women, uh, kind of trying to make the transition from Bollywood to Hollywood against one another, because they all offer different things. They're different actresses. So yeah, I. I I don't know if we'll see any American films with her in them, but uh, there's a possibility because she has signed on to a talent agency at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she could definitely do 
Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> journalist or something like that. Yeah. Like a crusading journalist type. Or if you wanted to go the comedic route with the lawyer, you could do um, like a Legally Blonde type movie. Yeah, I, I can see her doing something like Legally Blonde. I think she's best in um, kind of bubblier roles. Mm-hmm. Um, even... Even Nirja, which you know we'll, we'll get to, has a sense of, um, you know, it's it's a bubbly girl put in a very tense situation. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's kind of what her personality lends itself to. Yeah. Well, that brings us to Kupsurat. This is a that's a title I can never say correctly, Matt. I hope I hope I'm not doing a bad job, but. It means beautiful. People will let us know. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, well, it's uh, directed by Shashanka Ghosh and is a remake, actually, of a 1980s movie, which is it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I got the sense, I, I skimmed through the, the plot of the 1980 version, and I get the sense that it's uh, that the plot's a bit different. Mm. Uh, it stars Fawad Khan, Karan Khar, Radna Pathak Shah, and Amir Raza Hussein, and was nominated for three film for awards, including Best Actress. And uh, Fawad Khan actually won for Best Male Debut. So the uh, story of this movie is uh, Fawad Khan's father is the king of this region. Is it Rajasthan? I believe it's Rajasthan, yeah. Yeah. And after a family tragedy, he's uh, found himself stuck in a wheelchair, basically without the will to yeah. get out of it. Uh, the family's hired 41 or 42 prior... Um, Physiotherapist. More than 40. Yeah, lots of physiotherapists to try and get the king out of his wheelchair. And it isn't until they hire um, uh, Sonam Kapoor's character that he starts to see some progress. Mm-hmm. And um, wouldn't you know it, this is a Disney film, by the way. Yeah. Uh, she kind of livens up the stuffy palace lifestyle and falls in love with the prince along the way. Um, while I was watching this movie, I thought... This is the thing I think she should do in Hollywood. Why isn't she like an actual Disney princess mm. as opposed to, you know, just being in a Disney movie? Because this is halfway to being the Princess Diaries, and I guess right. if she gets married to Fawad Khan, she would be a princess. But a classic, you know, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella. So you want her to voice uh, like Disney, an animated Disney movie where she plays princess? Yeah. Or be in a live-action one. They could write yeah. a new one. Like an Enchanted-type thing. Yeah. Because she's got the look. Disney likes her. Is that her. what that movie's called? The one with Amy Adams? Where she yeah, I think princess? so. Yeah. 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 But she's got the look. She's got the talent. She um, can play a Disney character. Mm-hmm. Like, not everyone can do that. Yeah. And has a big fan base in India. It seems like a way to make a bazillion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, she she's kind of like an Audrey Hepburn type, uh, where I think she's very much like a girl's girl, Sonam Kapoor. Yeah, you know, she's not she, a bombshell. No, no, but she, you know, she's this fashion palette, and she's um, gorgeous, but she's goofy and relatable, and so I can see how, you know, um, you could market her persona and her personality to young women. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems like a way to make... Buckets and buckets of money. Yeah. Uh, I, overall, I really liked Coop Surratt, um, but it did feel a little kind of... Um, it's a little drawn out. A little drawn out, yeah, and a, and a little underwhelming in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what I most like about it is that Sonia Kapoor's character is a doctor. Mm-hmm. She's called doctor throughout, and she's still allowed to be bubbly and ditzy and girly. She's I'm dressed like a weirdo. Yeah, she's still allowed to be feminine. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we see uh, women in the media and in films in traditionally kind of male-centric um, professions, those women, um, their femininity is played down. They're shown mm-hmm. to be more cutthroat, more masculine. Here we have a doctor who's very, very competent at her job. She's very good at her job. Mm-hmm. That is very clear. But she's still allowed to be feminine. She's still allowed to be beautiful and uh, bubbly and very ditzy at times. And that uh, that struck me as something very unique about this film. It's like one of those um, uh, sort of like either a goth or like a kooky character that you get on mm-hmm. a CSI or NCIS. But they're always like a secondary character. Yeah, they're always yeah. like in the lab or something. They're never yeah. the lead. They're never the lead, but also like... Again, if you want to maybe follow the Priyanka Chopra career path, get on something like that. Yeah. Because TV actors, I think they do pretty well. And oh, yeah. that beams you right into middle America and everyone knows you. Yeah. I mean, I think in this day and age, people watch TV more than they go to the movies. Oh, for sure. But yeah. like, that's, that's something that she could do without breaking a sweat, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is, it is interesting to see that she doesn't have to downplay her femininity. And it's never really mentioned like... Doctor, your uh, it's beneath your dignity yeah. to dress like that. Um, Everyone just kind of rolls their eyes, like, "Oh, you're so colorful," but no one questions her skill as a physiotherapist. Well, because of not her, because of that, yeah, yeah, not because of her appearance or because she's a woman yeah. or anything. She doesn't show results right away because otherwise there wouldn't be a movie. Yeah, but like you know the. But the, everyone knows it's because of his stubbornness. Yeah, the the queen is kind of pissed off at her because in addition to <laughs> upending the order of the uh, the house, she's also a weirdo and she's not immediately making the king walk. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's nice to see um, professional disputes kind of centered around that rather than, why are you dressed like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Forward Khan? This was his Bollywood debut and I think we can agree that... Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that we probably won't see him in more Bollywood yeah. movies going forward. I mean, I think he's pretty good. His character has almost nothing to do. Yeah. He drives around in cool old cars doing business. <laughs> business in scare quotes, so you can't see that. But he... Well, he's like trying to set up a hotel. He has a legit business. It's not just some sort his, of... His legit business is buying old palaces and then turn them into hotels. Yeah. And then also not thinking about people who live there. Yeah. Like... It's your classic Disney person sort of problem, like, I have all this money, and I would like to do something, but I just can't really put myself into the shoes of another person for, like, five seconds. Right. And think of a better way to do this. But luckily, there's this girl here who will help me out. Yeah. And who is so charming and is going to teach me, you know, how to live life to the fullest again, that how can I not fall in love with her? Yeah, I mean, the the most surprising uh, subplot in this was the kidnapping thing. Uh, that kind of <laughs> came out of nowhere, and... It was a welcome change. Yeah. Um, especially the way the, that rolls out. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I love Fawad Khan. I think he is so incredibly dreamy. I think he's so charming. I don't like you know this role as much as I like his role in uh, Kapoor and Sons. Yeah. Um, and even his role in Adel Hamishko, mm-hmm. um, where he gets even less to do, but where I just kind of 
think he really embodies, you know, this DGF, DJ Ellie. When he was uh, driving those old 20s cars around, I was kind of fantasizing, like, he'd be really good in a Great Gatsby movie. Yeah. Because he's got, he's got the look, and he fills out the... The suits in this movie are kind of antique style to mm-hmm. him, too. Like, he has a lot of plaids mm-hmm. and stuff, and yeah... He would he would do amazing as Jay Gatsby. And this film uses a filmmaking convention that we have only really seen in one other movie. It's a movie oh. dear to our hearts, Matt. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, like like uh, Bollywood is for lovers' favorite film, Dune by <laughs> David Lynch. A lot of the uh, narration in this movie is apparently related to the audience telepathically. <laughs> yeah, there it's like you know. When uh, when Favacon and Sonam Kapoor kind of like get together and they're having a bit of a misunderstanding, but it's still clear that they both really like each other. You can hear their thoughts aloud. So it's at like, the same time. <laughs> like normally a narrator, you could assume that maybe they're thinking things, but there's only one. Yeah. But when there's two, then you start wondering about the sort of mechanics of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. This is a technique we've only ever seen in Dune. Um, and that makes a lot more sense there because of the Bene Gesserit <laughs> and the, uh, everyone being quasi-telepath because it's the future and stuff. But here, I did not detect a lot of Bene Gesserit involvement <laughs> in uh, Kupsarat, but they are pretty canny. <laughs> they are. So I might not have... Uh, paid attention enough. They are. So we can hear the thoughts of Sonam Kapoor and Fawakan. Only those two characters, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe they're the only ones that are really kind of, you know, in touch with the Betty Jesuit. But, like, functionally, it also padded out the movie, too. Yeah, it did. Because almost every single love story movie of all time doesn't need to have the opinions of both people in the proceedings, because you can just kind of glean what they're thinking from what happens in the movie. Yeah, I, I think here it's a hindrance. And in Dune it works because Dune is so dense and there is so many hidden motives to all the characters um, that that's, that's a good shorthand way of kind of getting across a lot of that information. Here, it just kind of feels like you're being told things as opposed to shown things. You're told and shown things. I mean, yeah. you could probably get rid of the um, telep- telepathy telepathic scenes almost entirely and the movie would still work fine i think so yeah but you know it's a fun little aside for us who are in the know okay well i think that leads us to interval matt and mm-hmm. what song are we going to play it's a song from Kupsurat. so we are playing the song engine key ct from Kupsurat. and this is a scene where uh son of kapoor kind of convinces all the staff in the palace to uh to loosen up a bit which starts uh her overall campaign to get the whole palace to embrace life. And wouldn't you know it, the stuffy old queen, not happy. Yeah. That was Engine Key CT from Kupsurat. So that brings us to our next film this episode, Matt. Dali Ki Dali, which means Dali's palanquin, which is uh, like a thing that you carry women around on. Like a dais or a chariot, basically. Yeah. 
Um, if you've ever heard uh, the the December song, The Infanta, they, <laughs> I forget what they rhyme palanquin with, but it's it's a pretty December-esque word. It's very antique. Okay. Uh, it's directed by Abhishek Dogra, and it stars, in addition to Sonu Kapoor, um, Pulkit Samrat, Rajkumar Rao, and Varun Sharma. Also, uh, Saif Ali Khan shows up in a rather uh, clever cameo. Mm-hmm. And um, Malika Aurora Khan uh, does an item number. She's also the producer of the film alongside her then-husband, Arbaz Khan, uh, who is Salman Khan's brother. Mm. Uh, and Sona Kapoor was nominated for the Filmfare Award for Best Actress for this, which... She gets nominated a lot, huh? Well, now nowadays she does. Hmm. Um, I think uh, Coopsurette was a bit of a, a turning point as well, and you know, Nier just kind of really cemented that. But I, I was surprised that she was nominated for this because mm-hmm. this movie, this movie is really slight. It's, uh, it's very short. It's under two hours, which I admit I appreciate. Sometimes when you're watching big long movies all in a row, it's nice to get a little sandwich guy. Yeah. But but overall, like I just I just think this movie is is kind of forgettable, and I think Sonu Kapoor's role in it is unfortunately forgettable. Well, what's the movie about? Uh, it stars Sonu Kapoor as the the titular character Dolly, and she is a con woman who arranges marriages to um, you know men looking for brides, and then on the, the night of the wedding. Gives you know their her new husband and her in laws a glass of milk laced with some sort of sleeping drug, and then loots the mansion and runs away with her gang. You know uh, that's composed of people playing her brother and her grandmother and her dad and her mother. Yeah. And then she you know does that con all over again. So it's it's about. Conning, you know, lovelorn dudes. Yeah, you pitched it to me as the uh, gender-swapped ladies love Ricky Ball. Mm-hmm. But it's totally missing the interesting romantic chemistry between Anushka Sharma and uh, Ranveer Singh right. from Ladies Love Ricky Ball. Right. And there is a bit of a... There's some twists in Dolly Ki Dolly. You know, get yeah. In the same sort of way as uh, Ladies Love Ricky Ball. Yeah, you do learn that there's a reason why she's doing this. Yeah. Um, and, you know... One man who, you know, spurned her and, you know, kind of um, soured her towards love. And so now she's, you know, in a, in a way carrying out these cons to get her revenge. But Ladies Love Ricky Ballhead, excellent music, which this right. one doesn't really have. And the spurned lovers in the movie are much more interesting in Ladies Love Ricky Ball Because you have, like, the, the really nouveau riche Punjabi girl who's funny mm-hmm. and then... The sort of innocent girl, and then they hire Anushka Sharma, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. There, there's a bit more going on there. What one thing I liked about this movie, which will kind of spoil it a little bit, she is completely unrepentant about her crimes, yes, and doesn't feel the need to change ever. No, like this is not some sort of cry for help. No, she just likes doing this, and she's just going to continue doing it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I thought that was. It was different from what I thought was going to happen. I like that too. She wasn't waiting for the right guy to settle down. Yeah, but I also like I wish I wish that she was targeting men who deserved it. I actually kind of feel bad for a lot of these men. Oh yeah. Um, their mother But also the movie doesn't make you feel bad. Like yeah. you feel bad because 
you're a good person who's just like, oh, well, that guy was just lonely. He's not, he's not like a, a monster yeah. who needs to get his money stolen. It, so it doesn't really work on either end of that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't actually feel for these guys because they're boring character actors. Yeah, they. I mean, they make the mother-in-laws out to be, you know, the biggest villains mm-hmm. uh, in this situation. But I actually, like, I do feel bad for these guys that she's ripping off because, like, they really do fall in love with her. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they, you know, with the case of one of them, you know, he's a bit of a nerd and, you know... A little sheltered. A little sheltered and, you know, has an arranged marriage and he thinks that that's going to bring him happiness and then this woman runs away from him mm-hmm. you know and takes all of his mom's stuff and yeah his mom is a bitch but it doesn't mean he deserves to be jilted but it doesn't the movie doesn't earn that yeah level of it because it, it's a comedy through yeah it, it is you're, a you're comedy, supposed to kind yeah. of you know be like oh the she got away with it again so you're it's just kind of making that sort of observation feel kind of blithe yeah i just wish it had more substance to it like i think it's a good it's a great premise for a movie. It's a great premise for a film, and I think it's a it's a good showcase of kind of you know you know Son of Kapoor's bubbliness. And you actually need to have a villain. Like you yeah. can have some mean mother in laws, but someone has to actually be bad. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just having a bunch of okay people dancing around each other. Yeah, like it just I don't know. There's there's another angle or some depth that it, I just think is missing yeah. from this film. And while I think Kapoor is lovely, you know, I don't think she's best actress material in this. Like, I, I don't oh, think sure this not. is uh, a noteworthy performance of hers. I can see why people, you know, enjoy this movie. I know it has a bit of a following, but... The ending is uh, absolutely ludicrous, too. I kind of like the... I like the last joke at the end. The last joke is kind of funny, but, like, uh, it... It made it feel like a waste of time for having sat through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It does. There's no arc. Yeah. Yeah. The movie could conceivably go on forever, and it's... Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I don't think we have too much to say about uh, Dolly Ki Dolly. No, feel um, free to tweet us if you're a big fan and have some nuances that we're missing. Yeah. Come on. Uh, but Nirja... Nirja is quite impressive. So Nirja is directed by Ram Madvani. And um, it's about the Abu Nidal organization, which hijacked Pan Am 73 in Karachi in 1986. So they um, they were a Palestinian libera- liberation organization mm-hmm. who wanted to... Well, they wanted to fly to Cyprus, didn't they? Yeah, and uh, they wanted some of the, the their kind of um, comrades who yeah. were in jail to be liberated. Yeah, and um, so... What happens is this flight leaves India, goes to Karachi, and it was eventually supposed to go to Frankfurt. Yeah. But um, these guys kind of overpower the guards at the airport and get on the plane. And due to the uh, um, you know heroism of Nirja Banat, who lets the pilots know instantly, like she figures out what's going on yeah. within five seconds, uh, the plane is unable to get off the ground because the pilots escape, which... You know, I was thinking about it. That does make sense that you don't want uh, terrorists stealing planes mm-hmm. and, you know, hijacking them, which is why the 9-11 guys had to learn how to fly planes, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it does seem a little bit callous that step one in a uh, hijack on the ground is to get the pilots out so that the plane can't move. And this would be like a post-Carlos, yeah. um, you know, kind of hijacking scenario. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is yeah after kind of the golden age of hijacking. Yeah, but uh, so um, so <laughs> the golden age of plane hijacking. It's a it's a real thing. I know it is a real thing. Yeah, DB Cooper, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Carlos the uh, Carlos the Jackal. Um, but uh, so Sonam Kapoor plays Nirja Banot, who uh, um, is a she was the chief purser on mm-hmm. board the plane that day. It was her first time doing it, and it was also her birthday. It was a couple days before her birthday, yeah. Yeah, she was go by the time she got to Frankfurt it was going to be her birthday. Yeah. And um it's a very tense movie because mm-hmm. she is continually trying to figure out ways to defeat the uh, terrorists as they want to do more and more stuff. So, uh they start thinking they want to start executing uh passengers until they can get a pilot sent on board mm-hmm. and um they target American passengers. Yeah, they find one Guy and his uh, grandma, and he's American, so you know that seems pretty good. They shoot him um, in the doorway of the plane, and then they ask for everyone's passport. They well, they ask the stewardesses to go get everyone's passport, and you just says, you know, throw out the American ones. And it's a very tense scene of like, what do you do with all these American passports? And that's really good. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's a it's a very very tense movie. I thought that. It took a little bit of a while to get good. The first 20 minutes or so before she gets on the plane, like, I get it. She's an angelic, wonderful person. Mm-hmm. Everyone keeps telling her that. And there's a lot of foreboding and, oh, she lost her lucky ring. Like, sure, I, I am totally fine with if had all these things actually happened. But it took a while for me to actually start enjoying the movie. Right. Once it gets to the hijacking, though, I think it really kind of... Yeah, it kicks into high gear. Kicks into gear. Um, the real Nirja Banot, uh, in addition to um, being awarded um, some high-profile Pakistani and American awards, she was posthumously honored with India's uh, Ashoka Chakra Award, and she's the uh, youngest recipient. So. And I think there is a Nirja Banot um, Bravery Award now, yeah. right? Like, you can get that. Yeah. So she did... Um, lose her life to protect the crew and passengers yeah, of this flight. The Pakistani authorities put together a rescue mission which goes yeah. like it it's actually incredibly surprising at the point in the movie that this happens mm-hmm. and then the ramifications of which because again, this is one of those historical situations where I didn't know what happened. Yeah. And to see just how badly this went or it actually Numbers-wise, it went okay because yeah. th- 359 out of 379 people survived. But so 20 people lost their life. But that scene is just incredibly visceral, like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And the film won six Filmflower Awards, including the Critics Award for Best Movie, the Critics Award for Best Actress, and the uh, Best Supporting Actress Award for um, Azmi, the woman who plays uh, Nirja Banot's mother. It also does a really interesting thing, speaking of uh, bad marriages, of... Contrasting uh, Nirja's arranged marriage with uh, this guy about a year before the events of the movie and just sort of bad things that he did to her over the course of their marriage and then them kind of being replicated by the terrorist actions on the plane. So I I love this movie. I think this is really a remarkable film within um, kind of the Bollywood film industry. This is one that could have been sent to the Oscars, I would say. Although I think we are seeing kind of more Bollywood films with this subject matter. I mean, we had Airlift last year as yeah, well. Yeah, this is the... I think between this and Airlift, you're getting excellent uh, late 80s, early 90s <laughs> stories about people and airplanes. Yeah, and, and, and stories of everyday, everyday heroism, heroism yeah. which is, you know, what I really kind of... Um, 
appreciated about this film. This was a real woman who, you know, was a model as well as a stewardess, but she was also a survivor of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And I like how Sonam Kapoor's performance holds all of those things. I like how we see these flashbacks of the situation that we went through and how uh, that doesn't make her a victim. You know, how that gives her the strength to, to deal with this. You know, I like how we're shown that she is beautiful and well-liked, you know, but that bad things, you know, unfortunately mm-hmm. still happen. And I think, you know, the, like, this is, this is a strong performance from, mm-hmm. from Sonu Kapoor because she has to project both this um, feminine fragility as well as this strength and not have those two things be at odds with one another, have them come from the same place within the same person. And yeah. she pulls it off. Yeah. There's excellent attention to 80s detail in this, too. Um, Sometimes when you watch a uh, Bollywood uh, movie set in the 80s, some details maybe feel a little bit off, but this was, Mm -hmm. like, pitch perfect. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You you did feel, though, that you didn't get the scope of the hijacking on the plane. Like, you didn't feel like you saw close to 400 people. Yeah, it seemed like there was maybe 80 people on the plane. Because the the terrorists kind of bottle people up in one corner of it, Mm -hmm. and... There's no way there's almost 400 people there. So um, I think uh, you're kind of missing a little bit of the logistics of the situation because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a jumbo jet. And, you you know, I I would be – I felt like it was maybe condensed a little bit just for the movie, which which is fine. But once I actually saw the number, I was like, holy shit, really? I don't think, though, that the logistics of the situation being jumbled is a problem because... No, it works for the movie. Yeah, we this film is from Neeraj's point of view. Mm-hmm. And so she wouldn't necessarily be aware of what's going on everywhere on the plane. And the situation becomes so chaotic that I think it's useful that we don't understand the mechanisms. We don't understand necessarily the relationship between these men and you know there are cl- it's clear that there's um, i like i like ego. that i like that we knew nothing about those guys yeah yeah it's clear that there's some some ego going on between them some disagreements about you know how to approach things and eventually like the pressure between them is ultimately what kind of leads to um this chaotic one of the best disaster at the one end. of the best uh, action scenes i can think of mm-hmm. from like recent bollywood films like that's trying to be realistic yeah because it does replicate the chaos of that yeah. sort of situation. It does, yeah. And and again, like like you were saying, it, I like that we don't know much about these guys because if you were in a situation, it's like not this, called those guys the movie. It's called <laughs> Nirja the movie. You, exactly, you do get hurt. And if and if you were in a situation like this, you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't know. You'd be like those kids she's protecting, just mm-hmm. scared and frightened. Yeah, you know, like you're not a part of this political situation this has nothing to do with you and yet you're being put in in the crossfires of this yeah like i wonder even if they wanted to hijack that specific plane because you know they're a palestinian liberation organization it's in they wanted to go to frankfurt like but it's an american plane and it's, it's an american plane yeah company. it yeah i it, it has i should probably just read up on this situation <laughs> so you know it's inspired me to learn about what's happening because yeah yeah they their aims seem at odds with what they actually ended up doing. Yeah, but I mean, I think the film's main purpose of showing you, you know, 
um, the heroism of this this young woman is is effective. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's this... a good. Uh, it would be a good double bill with Carlos. Although that would be <laughs> that'd be an extremely long day. Yes. <laughs> yes, just you know. Yeah, that's Olivia Assayas, Carlos, and it's what three hours long or so. Yeah, that was back when I thought three hours long was pretty long for a movie, but yeah, and we, things we, have changed for me. We reference it because you do learn a lot about how plane hijacking was done in the 1970s. Yeah, he was like a professional terrorist, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I, I I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think when we were summing up uh, the kind of the Bollywood 2016, we were lamenting that there weren't a lot of kind of fun rom coms with a lot of dancing. But if, you know, these are the films that are coming out instead, I have no problem with that because mm-hmm. I I feel like I learned a lot in this film. Like, I learned about this woman who deserves to be remembered. She was a real hero. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I also thought it was a very effective emotional experience. This movie wasn't overly melodramatic, you no. know, which Bollywood has a tendency to A little bit at be. the beginning, I think. A little bit oh, at yeah. the beginning. But, but overall, like, it just, you know, it... It tells a powerful story well. It's odd, but your mother specifically would like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Not, I wouldn't say most moms. My mom probably wouldn't like this movie, but yours would because it's the okay. sort of thing she likes. All right. Well, so you maybe, should let her know. Maybe we can get her to watch it. So, Matt, overall, what is your impression of Soman and Kapoor? You know, from things that we've seen before this, but these three films in which she's starred in recently. I mean. I'm absolutely confused, to tell you the truth, because <laughs> she can pull off an ex- a, you know, a very, very good dramatic performance in Nirja. Yeah. But when faced with more comedic roles, which seem to be her strong suit, right. I'm less interested in those movies. And Prem Ratan Danpayo, whatever. It could have been anyone as her. Same with Sawaria. Same with Sawaria, yeah. yeah. Um, she doesn't seem to work well with the bigger stars. Yeah. I guess. She seems to work better as the only star in a movie. I agree. And I, I was really surprised and impressed with her dramatic chops in Nirja because I'd kind of dismissed her before Nirja or thought of her mostly as a comedic actress. But Nirja, I think, really uh, forces you to take notice. I'm really interested to see um, uh, Ranshana because that's also a dramatic role where mm. she has a very kind of... Um, uh, interesting, uh, interesting character. But she doesn't play. seem like the sort of actress who could slot into an ongoing series or something, right? Like she's no. not going to show up in Doom. She's not going to be in um, a Shuru Khan movie, probably. And I find her awkward in that stuff. Like I, I think she's really miscast in Pramata Tampayo. I think. Kapoor is best when she is the lead mm-hmm. because I think. Um, Although Dolly Key Dolly. The, thing, the weird thing about Dolly Dolly was she's not in it that much either. It's mostly right. the guys trying to find her, and she was a much more interesting character than any of those guys. Well, and that's probably one of the problems with the film, you know. Like, yeah. Again, like because when she's front and center, like she can carry a film. Mm-hmm. I don't think she can play secondary. I think she needs to carry a film. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm I'm very interested to see Vera Wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be you know a lot of fun to see her opposite Karina Kapoor Khan. But also seems, seems like if she, if she wants career stability, she could just do Disney you know young woman type films yeah. forever because she she could do that in her sleep. It looks like yeah, and then you know hopefully Bollywood kind of um, makes more movies um, with you know women at the forefront in. 
kind of strong dramatic roles in addition to kind of these these comedies. So there's more stuff like New York for her to do. It seems like she would need to set up a production company like Anushka Sharma did. But she is. I mean, her and yeah. Rhea Kapoor. And she's got and she's got a Hollywood agent now. So yeah. it, it looks like she's poised to make moves. Yeah. So I, I really like Sona Kapoor, um, but I like her more as a person and a personality than currently as an actress. I think some of her performances really have been impressive, but I still don't see, um, you know, a great actress. Mm-hmm. But she's a star, um, and, you know, I appreciate that she uses her celebrity um, in very positive ways. Yeah, I mean... You, that's the least you can hope for from a celebrity is that they're not an asshole. <laughs> right? Oh, God. All right, Matt. Well, I think that uh, that brings us to the end of our episode on Sonu Kapoor. Um, we did ask on Facebook what everyone's favorite Sonu Kapoor films were, and uh, there's a few that we have to catch up with. So yeah. hopefully when we see those, we'll get a, a bigger picture of her. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to switch gears. Uh, and in a week, we're going to get this episode out sooner rather than later. Uh, we have an interesting episode coming up. We're going to be looking at two movies about the Muslim experience in America. Yes, so we'll be looking at My Name is Khan, uh, the Karen Johar film with Shah Rukh Khan, and Kurban uh, with Saif Ali Khan and Karina Kapoor. Yeah, we thought with uh, all the bad news in the news today, we want to try and put a positive spin on things or at least examine examine uh, you know the muslim identity the way it's been portrayed in film yeah i yeah. think we need to talk and about things right now exactly and specifically um muslims in america yeah so that episode will be out in the week in the meantime matt how can people keep up with the show well you could follow us on twitter at bollywood pod you could follow myself on twitter at matt underscore b-o-w-e-s I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E, F-R-A-S-E-R. You could follow us on Facebook. Just look up Bollywood is for Lovers there. You can go on Tumblr and find us uh, on our surprisingly popular <laughs> Tumblr. Sure. It gets quite a few hits, and we get a lot of listens that yeah. way. But it's uh, bollywoodisforlovers.tumblr.com. You could find the show on Audioboom, on Google Play, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and and while you're over at iTunes, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. It really helps new people discover the show, and uh, we'll read any reviews we get at the top of next week's episode. And check out Aaron's other podcast, yes. uh, Trash Art in the Movies. Yes, I do a weekly podcast with Paul Matwichak uh, where we look at a high art film and a low art film, not necessarily Bollywood related. Yeah, and if you wanna if you wanna see all the movies we watched for this podcast so far, I do recommend looking up my. Uh, Letterboxed list. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the Bollywood is for Lovers Master List, and we add everything in there. So you can see uh, our star ratings most of the time. If we, you know, we we do rate them as well. If you want just more of a consumer reports type look at a film, right? But you can also just see the amount of movies that we have watched for this thing. Um, I, I think it's interesting, and it's it's fun to see all the posters together. Yeah, and you could see maybe a few upcoming movies there too. Who knows? Yes. Yeah, we'll be back in a week. Bye.